Welcome to Outside the 9 to 5. I don't know what that just was, but this is Kevin Hartnett. And I'm Colton Richards. And you're listening to the Outside the 9 to 5 podcast. A show where we discuss the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis with our careers, relationships, and fitness and nutrition. We'd like to keep it light as we discuss some of the life battles we, and I'm sure some of you, deal with on a daily basis. So sit down, strap in, and enjoy the ride. Top of the morning, Kev. <laughs> Top of the morning. What's going on? Not much, dude. You just absolutely dominated that workout. Fancy this seeing you here. <laughs> Come here often? Not at 7 a.m. No. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But yeah, we just crushed a workout. Now crushing a podcast. And you're eating at the same time. Multitasker. Minimal. A little oatmeal, a little granola on top. How'd you feel during that workout? You looked like a bull over there. <laughs> I felt all right. I've been feeling a little rough during the workouts this week. Body just feels uh, like it's in a, the middle of trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing to it. So, you know what I mean? Well, you got a dub. It's a good way to start your Christmas Eve. Yeah, I got the dub. That's a, that's a motivate. I mean, that's Didn't feel great, but still got the dub. I love it. So, yeah, that's been the story of the past couple weeks. Doesn't feel great. Nothing feels good, but your body will forward. overcome it, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the hope. The better, otherwise we're we're fucked, dude. <laughs> I, I mean, bro, in some of these workouts we do, whether they be like the Ironman training or like, um, you know, just doing a CrossFit workout, I feel like my body will adapt like 10, 15 minutes in. Like I'll be very tight from whatever we did like the the day prior or whatever, and then I feel significantly better after the workout. But that's just. Yeah, I'm just starting to get those, like, little aches and pains and pulls. Different things, like, poking at me, it feels like, in my legs. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just part of the process. Like, I remember when this happened like, last time I was training. So, it's, it's just, you got to just keep moving forward. So Use yeah. that Theragun, baby. Oh, yeah, I got the massage gun. I've always looked at those things and thought, do they actually work? Like, do they really help? This seemed yeah. kind of expensive, so naturally I asked for one for my uh, for Christmas and had to get it early. I cannot wait to get my Christmas presents. I just that's I a funny to, that's I a funny to. nuance about you. I hate I hate waiting. Like if I know it's in the house, like I need it. You need broke it. everyone down last night, uh, so yeah. we ended up exchanging gifts. I didn't get to wrap your presents, and not that I wrap anything to be honest. I yeah, put him, I put them in bags. <laughs> you put them in bags. You dropped in a bag, dude. Yeah, but. I mean, last night, you old guys were all like, oh, Kevin, can't wait till Christmas. Five minutes later, I had all these saps giving me their presents. Yeah, dude, you made us feel bad. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. That's just a little little thing. Well, I needed the I needed the Theragun. I was, I was dying. And it actually helps. So, big, big shout out to the uh, sponsor of the episode, Theragun. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out for them sponsoring me. Do we? I uh, really appreciate do that. Do we still have Shake Weight as a sponsor, or did we we lost them after? We lost them after after the no responses to your questions on Instagram. <laughs> the Shake Weight, the Shake Weight uh, money stopped flowing in. So okay. if there's any aspiring companies out there in the fitness or finance realm, give us a shout out. Yeah, dude, and we would sponsor take legitimately the podcast. any sponsor. Blue Chew, who cares? <laughs> Um, all right. 
I, I thought I was going to say one other thing. Oh, the convenience factor. Like, these Theraguns, dude, are amazing. Like, to just do it in the car, or, like, do it while you're sitting at your desk or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Colton's got this, like, weird uh, converted drill thing <laughs> that he, he, you got. I mean, he definitely gets the job done, but the thing is loud. It's loud. I can't use it anywhere in the house because oh, it, no. it sounds like I'm doing construction. I'm yeah. using power tools. Yeah, actually, it sounds like a power tool. So, I was surprised I got the, the Theragun Mini, and I was just surprised how quiet it was. Yeah. Um, definitely helps. Definitely helps. And it's way, way more fun than trying to roll, roll your body out on a so, yeah. uh, PVC pipe or something along those lines, like a roller. Ugh. So if anyone needs a late Christmas gift idea, Theragun. Yeah. Theragun. They have those uh, uh, Hyper, Hyper Ice Goes. Is that like another, is another one. brand? Yeah. They're, they're great. Yeah. Like around... I think they're around like 200 bucks or so. Yeah. Sales right now. Get your sales. Get your sales. Another dude. I mean, I'm just throwing gift ideas out there because the gift you gave me was phenomenal. Uh, iconic, dude. I love, like, that's such a good idea because it's something that people probably wouldn't buy for themselves. And that's like sometimes a great, like the best gift is something that someone wouldn't buy from for themselves, but they love, you know? Yeah. That's actually like probably the reason why i got it it's like i've scrolled through their website so many times and never bought anything and i was like oh that'd be a perfect thing to get colton so it's already hanging in my room dude oh man is it all off kilter right now or did you get it squared away i didn't square anything i just i i eyeballed it you know me i'm just (laughs) it looks like there was an earthquake in your room (laughs) so all all the picture frames are tilted it's a good quote dude and people i mean i don't know that that's a good company and it's a cool story I told you they have a podcast out about like how they kind of came to be, but just, yeah, an awesome brand, awesome gift, dude. Yeah, it's like a perfect example of taking such a simple concept and like flawless execution. Yeah. Turning it into a business, like something that, I mean, the, you got to think that their profit margins are massive on this. Probably. Uh, pieces of artwork. Yeah. I mean, they, if you don't know what Iconic is, they, produce posters like very high quality framed posters yeah for like that have different quotes and they're more like they're like motivational like business oriented um sports oriented um yeah they have like a lot of good metaphors and things along those lines on there so and it's just really well done it is it's a good product good service yeah great idea there's nothing else out there like that so i agree that that i've seen all right, do you want to get into the topic of today, dude? We're quickly discussing, I say quickly, I don't know how quick it will be, but let's get into delayed gratification, man. I uh, Yeah, kind of ironic, we started talking about how I can't wait to get my Christmas gifts. You can't delay me. that gratification. Yeah, I can't delay that, but. I don't know why that, I'm not really sure exactly why that popped into my mind. And I mean, it's talked about pretty heavily in the personal development space, in my opinion. Like the aspect of, you know, delaying that you've achieved something or believing you have achieved something so you can continue down that path and continue further down that journey. Um, but I think it's just a cool topic for us to discuss because I don't, I'm, we might have talked about it in other podcasts, like in a brief segment, but I think it'd be cool to kind of unpack. Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great topic, especially in these times. I mean, this is something I struggle with, like just uh, from a societal norm standpoint. You go on Amazon and you can't prime something and get it the next day or that afternoon, which is absolutely mind blowing that a company can do that. I'm almost not gonna. I'm probably not gonna order it to yeah. be honest. 
So there's just uh, everything's becoming so convenient nowadays to like get things and buy things and do things that it's it's hard when yeah it's just like there's not a lot of patience out there and I feel like delayed gratifications it, it, delayed gratification is a a factor of patience like how much patience do you have that's interesting i could get behind that and i what is patience though like is it just like what is patience to you yeah that's a great that's is a that great, a vague that's question a great, no it's a great question i mean patience would just be having the ability to like wait or trust the Without like sounding like a goddamn Sixers spokesperson trusting the process. Yeah, it's like I when I think of patience, I think of like being able to control your emotions. I guess you could say, um, and not like getting over eager and over your heels. Or I guess over your feet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the. <laughs> no, I, I mean it, it's an interesting concept. I mean. Because when you say patience, I think some people could take patience as like, oh, I don't need to do anything. But the reality is like in order for those large scale goals or those long term thoughts you have about what you want to achieve, at least this is the way I view it. I need to work my ass off every day, like in the micro moments to get to those long term goals, but still be patient about the long term goals. Because I think patience could be perceived to some people as like, oh, sit back and wait type deal, you know? Yeah, I guess uh, patience in the context of, like, you're doing the right things. Like, you got to be doing the right things, like you said. Like, on, in the micro moments, um, like, on a, uh, on a day-to-day basis. Like, with nutrition, nutrition requires a lot of patience because for a lot of people starting off on their nutritional journey, it's not going to – they're not going to lose – five, 10 pounds within their first month. Mm-hmm. Like they're probably not going to lose a pound within their first week. Yeah. And for some people it's, it's like you do this, the right things for a week and you think, Oh, I deserve to lose this weight. But in reality, and, and a lot of people will stop because that's not, that doesn't happen for them. Yeah. They, they don't have the patience for it. But all they have to do, what they don't realize is all they have to do is keep being consistent for, which is hard, I will say that, being consistent and being patient for three weeks. And then after that, you start to see like the the results of your success. And I think nutrition is a great and I like great uh, topic for this because it's everything you, you do in nutrition is delayed gratification. Like everything you do is lagging. That's right? a great so point. So as soon as you start, you start one thing one day, like you're not, you start working out on day one, you're not going to build muscle. Yeah. Like you need to consistently work out on a day-to-day basis uh, using different progressive overloads and uh, changing the stimulus and doing that consistently over years to build strength and muscle. And some people don't have the patience to do that. And I would say... Because I agree that fitness and nutrition are very anal- – like are a great example, like tangible example for this. But dude, I think even fitness and nutrition is almost instant gratification. Like it's a little bit quicker. It's quicker, yeah, dude. Than That's if you're what looking I'm thinking. At your, if you're looking – like if you're talking about in the context of work, 
That's yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such an interesting vehicle, right? Because you can see dramatic physical changes in three to six months. Yeah, that's a good. That's that's a good point because you can see the success, right? That's and, another piece. Like yeah. you can feel it, you can see it, you can see your numbers going up. You can see, like with your first couple of years of working, it's hard to define and see the success. A hundred percent, dude. That's and. And the one thing I wanted to say about fitness, it's so interesting. You're right, though. Like, if you don't eat that cookie or whatever today because you're trying to lose weight, not saying don't have that cookie, but, like, you might not see the scale reflective of that until, like, a week later when you consistently don't eat that cookie before you go to bed, you know? Like, because in that micro moment, you're getting no instant gratification of that sugar rush. It's like you're delaying your gratification to have the scale show a lower number or look better physically a week, a month down the line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and what a lot of people don't get, it's like with respect to that is imagine you drove your car like shit and treated it like shit for 10 years. Yeah. And then like you got an oil change, you changed the tires, you did all these things to your car and then you get in it and it still drives like shit. Like no, or yeah, of course it does. You've been treating it like a piece of shit for 10 years yeah like you do a few things to it yeah it's gonna improve it quickly but you're not gonna like see the results of that that's a great point immediately yeah like it takes time mm. so but that's it you, you bring up a really great point especially with like careers and jumping into the workforce it's in school you get tests and you get grades and so you you get a little bit more of a definitive like oh i did well i did bad and you progress to the next stage, like you pass, you pass your your uh, prerequisites mm. and things along those lines, and you're moving up the ladder, mm. freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Yeah. So it's very it's very regimen, and you know that that's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. the next year, you're gonna go there. Mm. But when you get into the working force, I mean, that's all up in the air, right? It's crazy, man. I and that's, I mean, I guess candidly, that's kind of where this thought was coming from because. I, maybe I'm wrong about this generalization, but it does seem like people right out of college like want that next promotion, like want that salary increase, which is great that people should work for it. But when I look at like some of the managers that I, I get to interact with on a day-to-day basis and see the high level of success they have in my industry or in the career you know, they have worked in, dude, they've been there for 30 years, bro. You know, like they've been there doing it for so long. So for me to expect like an instant gratification when I first come into a job, basically have no tangible skills yet. I I don't know. I just think the working world is a very interesting dynamic where people really crave that instant gratification of that salary raise every year, that promotion every year. And I think the longer you're able to control that emotional thought to believe i mean not that i'm not saying people don't deserve promotions and salary raises but i think the longer you can tell yourself that that success will come i think the magnitude of success will be greater if that makes sense i i I don't know that's i'm just thinking about in terms of the working world i think that instant gratification thing is something that isn't in six months you know it's not in a year it's two years three years four years five years dude like and I think that goes with starting a business, not that you and I have, but 
I think it's very analogous. Like some people don't hit their stride from a business standpoint until they're 10 years in, 15 years in, you know? Well, yeah, there's just, there's now a little bit of a trend of younger people achieving extreme success early on. Like you see the people, the uh, owner and CEO of Snapchat. Yeah. What's his name? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Like, uh, I think his name is Evan Spiegel or something is like it? that. And then you see the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world. Yeah. You see like, uh, just young people succeeding and like everyone wants to be that person, right? Like everyone wants to be the exception to the rule, but that's in, in reality, like that's not the case. Like, uh, don't mean to rain on your parade, but chances, chances are you're, you're not that smart. Like those yeah. people are very exceptions to the rule, like right place, right time had the right idea. Yeah. So for a lot of people, it takes longer to, find that right moment like jeff bezos i know we bring this up and we brought it up before like he didn't start amazon until he was like 40 or something yeah. like talk about like achieving success late in life like that's he's 40 right right now we haven't even gotten to our 30s yeah so i mean just to give you some context the richest man in the world didn't even really achieve success until he was like 50 um but yeah, that's a great that's a great point. I don't think that's something we're above. Like I experienced this when I first went into the workforce and I worked really hard and I was like I was studying, I was passing my tests and I was I thought I was doing a really good job and I was confused as to like why I wasn't really getting per, per, I wasn't progressing to the next square. Mm-hmm. Right? But Unlike school where it's just standard, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of factors at play, right? Mm -hmm. And it not necessarily, sometimes it's, it's, uh, you know, you just didn't have like somebody had the better skills or somebody was more progressed. Like multiple times when I was in that low position, there were open spots and they just ended up hiring somebody who was uh, outside of the company and had more experience. So, yeah. I mean, can you blame them for that? No, not really. But uh, when you're in that position, do you see it as fair? Maybe not. But in reality, it's like they have to make a decision. And whether you think it's fair or not, like that decision's going to get made. And what did you do to battle that mentally? Yeah, I mean, it was really hard. I, I mean, to be candid, I mean, we were – you were in this position and it was all about making cold calls. Yeah. You had to make a certain number of calls each day. And that was a battle. Like it got to a point where I was like, I was really battling every day because I was, I was trying to learn as much as possible to get myself prepared for that next position, mm. hopefully. And also focus on making, <laughs> making the calls. So yeah, I, I guess in, in that period of time, I focused on learning as much as I could to be prepared for that next opportunity did, when I did get it. Did you have conversations with your manager about that feeling or that like, yes, I, I will grind every day, but I, you know, I do want, or I believe that I could succeed in this next position. Yeah. I think I had conversations with it, with him about it. I don't know if I ever voiced my frustrations to be honest. And I, I would say looking back on it, I would have rather been way more transparent than I was about it not that he could have done anything i mean you you look at this like you you get to a point where i passed my tests that i needed to pass Mm -hmm. i had made the calls i feel like i 
progress through the curriculum we had discussed. And then I was sitting there and I was like, well, why I don't have the next role yet? Yeah. And it's just like sometimes the timing doesn't work out. Yeah. So like I, there just weren't any positions available. And the ones that were, they were already they already had filled with or mm-hmm. sent out offers. So it was like, well, I did all this. Why don't I get the next position? But like in reality, there's no where, – where are you going to go? Like yeah. what am I going to do with you? There's nothing I can do. Yeah. So you got to you got to wait, which – I mean, that's a sad reality of it. Like, that's there's just nothing they could do. So it's like, yeah, that wasn't a great position, but that's, I guess that's a challenge. It's like when you are growing up and when you're in sports or you're progressing in school, it's like if you do all the right things, you usually get to the next step. But like when you're in the workforce, like that's not necessarily the case. Like mm-hmm. it has to, the timing has to be right. Mm-hmm. Like, I got in that new position and then down the line, people who got into the role that I was previously in, like kind of like that starter role, that like very baseline entry level role, role, the timing just worked out perfectly that there was a mass exodus of, of people who just all ended up finding good opportunities outside the company and they left and management had no other choice but like to be like, hey, well, like, you guys got to figure this out. Like, here you go. Yeah. So, like, people who I it didn't necessarily progress to the point, like, I developed to got into those roles earlier, not because they worked harder at it, but because the timing was better. Yeah. And that's not their fault, and it's not my fault, but it's just, like, a circumstance. Of, it's more or less luck. Yeah. And that, there's a piece of that to it. Like, being in the right place at the right time. And I think like you said earlier, doing the, the small things and doing all the things on a daily basis right helps you, you know, put you into that spot. So, like, there's more of a chance of that right place, right time coming sooner or quicker. Yeah. But, yeah, at the same point, like, you still have to be at that that spot. It's tough. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's I, I see what you're saying, dude. And it, it kind of – so, I – I wouldn't say you did the best thing because you didn't talk to your manager about those feelings. No, I, I don't think I did. I don't think I handled it that well either. And I, it's hard when you're an entry-level person to think about like, okay, let's delay the gratification. Let's continue to put in work and know that my work, even though maybe the manager and I both know that I have the skill set to be in this next position, maybe that work that I demonstrate to him today will benefit me down the line. Yeah. I don't know how... But optimistically, I'm of a I'm a believer that I'm of the belief that people will see that like you handling those situations in a positive attitude with a positive attitude will come down to benefit you down the line. But I think you did the next best thing, which was, dude, you continue to put in the work, you know? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, those extra months did help me. Like, right. They did benefit me in uh, transitioning into the next role quicker and being able to learn things um and pick up things a little quicker maybe than because you were more more refined yeah exactly and it also gave me the opportunity to in hindsight network with a lot of people without having a ton of just incoming work yeah if i made my calls i could you know make my calls and schedule time in the afternoon to discuss with people uh that were in other positions higher positions that i could you know bounce ideas off of so, yeah, I mean, hindsight, like, looking back at it, I didn't want to stay in that role, but it did help me, I would say. I think it helped you, too, because, dude, if you 
I mean, the worst thing you could have done was gone to your manager and be like, this sucks. You know, I, I, I deserve this next – like, I think managers would look at that as, like, bitching, in my opinion. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's important to be transparent, though, now look – like, now being where I am. It's important to be transparent about your feelings, but also in a way that's <clears> – <throat> you can't just complain. Right. Like, you can't just complain. It's like if I look back on it, I would have had a conversation like, hey, uh, this is – we we progressed through everything we said I needed to do to get to this next position. Like, and it doesn't seem like that's coming like anytime soon. So in my view, I'm a little frustrated about that. Yeah. I mean, you could just leave it at that. You could just leave it at that and let your – like just so your manager knows like, hey, okay, like – yeah, he's frustrated or given the opportunity to explain like, hey, like I would I would absolutely give you the next position, but there legitimately is no next position like they're they're full right now. That's and, what I would say, too, if I was the manager. And so in, in that case, it's like, oh, OK, well, yeah, obviously um, that makes sense. So, I mean, maybe you diffuse your emotions in that way. So, I mean, the writing's on the wall. It's pretty easy to see sometimes, but when you're. I feel like maybe a little bit younger in the workforce, you, it's harder to see that. It's, it's like, I'm get, better than this person. It's easier to get frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially when you, uh, yeah, you can look at some people and be like, oh, well, like, obviously, I feel like I know. Like, I had some conversations with people and I was like, I know more than this person yeah. and they've been here for like three years. And I work harder than this person. Yeah, exactly. So, but like at the same time, like you can't, you can't do anything about that. Right. So and just I, gotta, you gotta accept the reality of the situation. And, dude, I, I think why I kind of take some manager's side on, you know, those early career transitions and, like, those early promotions and, you know, the salary raises is, dude, those people that have been in the career for 30 years have faced, faced tough times, dude. Like, they've eaten shit, you know? Like, and I think that's a big aspect of being an entry-level employee and trying to transition is, like, have that perspective that the people that are your managers who have, you know, for the most part, I, I would argue probably have a better knowledge of whatever industry you're in, probably have more experience about with within the company and have eaten shit for a long time, you know? Like that's the perspective I would go into it with. Like, okay, if I eat shit for another six months and I'm saying that term because I think it will just stick with people, like that's the delayed gratification aspect I think has allowed me to just really stay consistent for the last two and a half years in my company. And I think it's played out very well just to, to my personal benefit. And I know it has for your career as well. Like if someone told you like Kevin Hartnett, you know, at 20 in, in four years of starting your career, you would be, you know, have the opportunity to own a piece of a financial planning business. You would have never believed that dude. Yeah, I mean, not, not, yeah, I'm not an owner yet, but that's yeah, what I'm like the potential. Yeah, the potential to, you know, progress to a point where I, I feel like, or I have had legitimized myself enough to be offered an opportunity like that is, yeah, it's wild. It's on, it's, it's mind blowing to see that as a possible opportunity down in the future and something I, I definitely value and look forward to, hopefully. So, and if, yeah, and the one thing I was going to say to that, I mean, dude, you wouldn't have had that skill set at 23, you know? Like, no, no, definitely not. And how short, just for, like, people listening, because I think it's interesting, like, how short did that four years feel? You know, if you look back 
the reality is that four years probably felt like a day. You know, how quick does the time after college seem to go, dude? Yeah, I mean, in the moment, like, during, like in the moment, it doesn't feel like things are going quickly. But looking back, yeah, it's like, you, it flies by. I mean, I'm, like, literally almost 27. So, I almost, I, I look back and think think uh, of the days when I just graduated and literally I was thinking about what, like, where would I be, where would I be at 27 or 26 years old? And that's crazy to think how, like, I'm already here. So it's, yeah, it's nuts. But to go back to your point about something you mentioned is you, you keep bringing up is like managers who have been in the, their position or have been in their careers for 30 years or so. Yeah. So for a young a person going into the workforce, uh, trying to grasp a timeline of that's greater than their whole life combined to get to success, I feel like is a hard thing to swallow. So yeah. maybe like how do you digest that? So that's a really good question, man. I, I don't really look at my managers, I guess. I try and take the 30-year perspective to just keep myself long-term to be like, all right, it took these guys a long time to get where they're at, but it's hard to conceptualize 30 years, right? Yeah. It's hard to conceptualize 30 years for me, but what I do look at is people that are a couple rungs above me, right? Okay, these guys are 32 or 30, like, damn, dude, like, I can do some of the things they're doing, even though I'm not that age or have that experience, um, so I don't really, I just try and give myself the long-term perspective of, dude, these guys have been doing it for 30 years from the manager perspective, but to drive my work ethic on a daily basis, I do kind of look at people relative to me in the workforce who are maybe five, six, seven, eight years older than me and say, all right, how do I get there a little bit quicker? Um, that's more of the relative approach I take. Yeah. I think that's a great piece of advice is don't look at yeah, they always say don't look at the the whole staircase. Look at the next step, right? Right. So that's a great that's a great piece because if you look at that, I mean, it can seem like insurmountable about like how many oh man, it's gonna take thirty years right. to get there. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, but if you look at it from like the next progression standpoint, it can seem way more realistic. And that's what I do because I think. <sighs> Did, is this something you struggled with initially coming in the workforce? Not really, honestly. Okay. It, it, like delaying my gratification in terms of work just because of all the personal development content I've really consumed. And like I said, it, it's very talked about in the personal development space. Like there was this one early study at Stanford. It's like they put a bunch of kids in the room and they're like, you can have a cookie today or – come back tomorrow if you don't eat the cookie today and have two tomorrow. Yeah. And the like the, I, I'm probably butchering the study, but basically the kids who delayed their gratification in that micro moment to have two cookies the next day like became extremely successful. It's a very like um simplistic study, but I mean it just has always stuck with me, man. And like I never saw the benefit of like bitching about not getting to the next role. I was like, "All right, I'm going to have a positive attitude and do all the things on a daily basis to get me to that next step. So when that opportunity comes, they'll be they'll be talking about me. You know, um, it wasn't really something I struggled with. What I did struggle with was how people around me had 
it seemed to lack that delayed gratification aspect, right? Because when you're around that so much, it's easy for you to start believing that too. So can you give me an example of that? Like what, what was influencing you that made it difficult? So we were both in the same entry level job, right? Me a couple years after you, but we had people that, you know, people would tell me, dude, you deserve this next role more than anyone else. And it's like, damn, okay. Like when older people are telling you that, it's tough to just take a step back and be like, all right, there's other factors at play. Like, but the conversation I had with myself in that time was, you know, how much of an impact is three months going to make on my career, dude? Like if I'm in this job or in this industry for 10 years, 15, 20 years, like is six months really going to make or break my career? No. And there's other good benefits that still come from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I can get better at cold calling, so I'm more comfortable in uncomfortable conversations. I can understand the industry more and have more time for reading. Like you you mentioned, if you get to the next role, you typically have more responsibilities. When I had less responsibilities, it freed me up to do some other things that made me a better weapon when I got to the next role. So I just tried to take a positive outlook to it. Yeah, so that's a great, that's a great way to approach that, and I feel like it's a good tactic to – like we said, like if you're in a job you hate or you're in a tough position, you need to focus on like the day-to-day things that you can get better at. So that's a great point. But I feel like what's important in when you're young, your career is setting goals, and a lot of those goals are associated with timelines. And when those timelines don't get met, mm-hmm. that's where the, I feel like the, the point of contention is with delayed gratification. It's like, okay, you have this thought in your mind about where you should be in 12 months, and if you're not there in 12 months, you can start to – get a little i don't know anxious anxious. yeah yeah just like okay like i feel like i've done everything i needed to do i'm not progressing like oh no what what's going on like this sucks like i deserve this or maybe it's like maybe you don't deserve it at that point i guess that's another thing but how do you how do you do you personally set timelines for yourself one and then two if you do how do you deal with them if they're not met? So I was going to – so you're playing a little devil's avocado over there. <laughs> devil's avocado. Yeah, dude, sure. But that was the first thing. The, the question I was going to ask you before you asked the question to me was whose timeline was it? If it was my manager's timeline, I'd ask him, you know, what has changed? Like wh- yeah. give me the factors in play so at least I understand and can believe what you're telling me. Um, if it's my If it's my timeline, man – I don't know. That's a tough question for me to answer because I feel like I've kind of met all my timeline goals from a career standpoint right now. Like when I look at, you know, where I'm going to be and where I I am relative to the people around me, I feel very strong and confident about that. So it's really tough for me to answer that question because I don't know. You know, I feel like all my timelines have been met. Is there, I mean... Yeah, I feel like I've met all my timelines from if someone told me, dude, at 20 in two year, two and a half years after you start your career, you know nothing about the financial service industry. Um, you haven't made a cold call to a financial advisor who are the people we sell our, our solution to that at 24, you have the opportunity to run your own territory and do these own things. I would have said, let's go, dude. I'll do everything I need to do for two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great point. Like you've done a really good job of putting yourself out there and putting yourself in a position to succeed there. So 
I mean, thankfully, you've never. It seems like you've progressed way quicker uh, than maybe even your timelines have worked. That's what I'm saying. Up to so. Yeah, that's a that's a hard. I guess you can't answer that, that question really because it's uh, hasn't necessarily happened to you. But I do believe, dude, my perspective of just being willing to eat, eat shit with a positive attitude for two and a half years, and I'm not saying every day was eating shit, but like. You know, in those micro moments of being like, wow, I want that next thing. Wow, I want that next promotion. Yeah, I want the salary increase. Dude, I just always checked myself, man. I was like, dude, I'm only two years in. Like, there's people that have been here for eight years, 30 years. Like, they had to grind for a long time to get where they were. And so I've always taken that longer term perspective if I have that emotional bout with, you know, I want that salary increase. I want that promotion. Yeah, most people most people don't have that check. And I would say early on, I didn't have that check at all. It was just like, why have not progressed? Which is so naive to think as like a 23-year-old who didn't know jack shit, like didn't know what a mutual fund was right. when they graduated college. So yeah, when you put it in that context, like that's a great, that's a great piece of advice. Like if you haven't met your timeline, re- reevaluate what timelines you're setting for yourself. One, because I feel like Early on, I set way too aggressive timelines for myself. That's who you are, though. You're but success minded. Yeah, person. I guess like that's just like what I do. Yeah, like I, I take a little bit of the more like, okay, I'm gonna set this unrealistic timeline for. Sometimes I feel a little like Elon Musk, like he's like, oh, we're gonna be producing a million Teslas by like next week, and they're like not even close to being there. But I always feel like I, I if I set it a really aggressive timeline, like I'm gonna finish earlier than if I set a really like a more realistic timeline. If that makes sense. I, I, that makes sense. Like you're gonna set an unrealistic timeline so that you'll do everything you can on a day to day basis to hit that. And but I like that approach. Yeah, yeah. It's just sometimes what I've learned over the years is like if you can't hit that timeline, it's, this is something that I struggled with recently. It's like, if you can't hit that timeline, realize like that's, it's going to be okay. Like it, realize that like in the grand scheme of things, like if you were a couple weeks off or a couple months off, take that long-term approach, take that long-term you. But that's nuance for people though, bro. Yeah. Because if they're not, if they can't look themselves in the mirror, like when you're talking about your CFP and like the section you were on, right? Like, you could look yourself in the mirror every day and say, I, Kevin Hartnett, was doing everything in my power to hit that almost insurmountable timeline because you were studying 12, 15, 16 hours a day, right? Don't set an unrealistic timeline and then not do anything to back it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because if you look back now, and this is where I use the relative approach to looking at people that, you know, I could be in their position in another six months and I'm five years younger than them, right? Use a relative timeline when you're studying for that CFP, dude. Like the CFP takes two and a half years for a lot of people or two years and you're through half of it in six months, you know? Like that's where I would use a relative perspective to bring myself in to be like, all right, damn, dude, I'm still proud of myself and where I am. Yeah, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a good piece of advice because sometimes it's hard to see from that perspective when you're in the weeds like that. So it's, it's definitely a good, uh, good reality check on and, the system. And it's tough for us to talk. I feel, I mean, this is just maybe a generalization here, but I don't think that we're really people that set goals or set hard things for ourselves and then don't follow through with action. Like, you know, yeah, 
I feel like when we talk about stuff, we typically run at it like a, a full tilt linebacker. What's that? Like Terry Tate, you know? Yeah, Terry Tate, office linebacker. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the nuanced approach that the personal development space gives is like, yeah, you know, be patient um, and eat shit for a long time in order to hit your goals and succeed. But maybe some of the people consuming that content don't realize you have to do the work on a daily basis. You can't just sit back and kind of wait for it to happen. Yeah, and pro- you're probably going to have to eat shit longer than you thought you were going to have to. Like, that's the reality. Especially the in the working world, dude. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's the thing. It's like you go from and, – and I feel like this might be why there's such a problem with it. Like, you go from, like, top of your class to just eating shit uh, no matter where you are for most people. Like – for most people graduating college, like even if you did really well, like you're going from there to bottom level position no matter what, and you're going to be eating shit. Yeah, you are. And that's just so hard. I feel like that's really hard to digest for a lot of people. But something I wanted to talk to you about, like your soundboard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you hear maybe more often than not, like maybe some of the gripes about uh, that relate to delayed gratification, not not hitting things or not getting a salary increase uh, quick enough, or mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What do you? What advice do you give to those people? Like, because this isn't this isn't something you personally, I feel, have a problem with. So, or have like a, you know, it's not a point of contention for you. So, what do you? What pieces of advice do you offer offer to those people? That's a hard. It's a hard conversation to have too. Like, do you like? Are we talking about push back salary? Are we talking about like promote promotion? It can relate to either. I feel like they're both relevant in this case. Like delayed gratification with relation to salary or promotion. I I do try and get back to the long term perspective. I I mean, I'm trying to think of a recent conversation I've had, and it's uh, it's kind of hard for me to think of one specifically. But I think it does come back to, and this is an interesting topic because I do feel like a lot of times people come to me talking about salary or promo and they don't think about the people that are helping them get to the next level having their best interests in mind. So I think that's, you know, so that's where. Why do you think that is? Maybe they don't haven't established that trust factor with their manager. Yeah, do you think it's a lack of trust? I do. Okay. And again, I, maybe it comes back to corporate America. People, do you and, think we're like lacking a massive lack of trust with within like within the workforce overall? I would say, you know, it's not in my company in particular. I would say there's certain aspects for sure where. The conversations between managers and lowest level employees, the trust factor isn't there. And I do not blame that on the managers because a lot of times managers have a lot of people they need to oversee. I'm not saying it's the manager's fault entirely. Relationships are built on a two-way street. So I think that trust aspect that we talked about, people younger in the workforce need to be able to establish that with their manager, which has helped me significantly have this long-term perspective to be like, all right, this guy or gal that's my manager has my best interest in mind long term. Like if they tell me, Colton, dude, listen, like you're you're building a lot of good skills. This role just isn't open for you for another six months or another year. Like 
you'll get there. I believe them because I built that trust since day one. Yeah, I mean, uh, to push back on that, it's hard. It's probably hard to think, oh, this person has my best interest in mind when they tell me I'm getting a two percent raise at the end of the year. That barely goes over inflation. So, like, how do you? Inflation's low in the market. It is low right now. We'll see the beginning of 2021 what happens though. But yeah, what what would you like? How do you handle that? Like. I keep saying like right now. I'm going to lose my mind. Like, 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 like. <laughs> I, dude. Mike, 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 Mike. Oh, Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> um, how would I handle that? I would push to say, I would push back on it a little bit to say, were you deserving of an increase that was more? Like, that. that's how I push back, dude. I, I really do believe and I hope that managers are valuing or – are giving raises to the people that are elevating above the job that they already assigned to do. You don't deserve a raise just because you're doing the job that they gave you well. That's not – you're already getting paid to do that job well. What have you done above and beyond to earn a, a higher increase in salary? Like that's how I would position it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a great point. I, I, that's a great point. I feel like these conversations don't get had though, right? Like I feel like – it seems as if there's a little bit of a hesitancy to be that transparent. Well, then that's on the manager who's having a salary raise to say, hey, I'm give, I, I, we're not giving you a salary raise this year. You, you did a good job, but there was other people that went above and beyond. That's what I would say, dude. Like, and if you're not being that transparent, then maybe the workforce you're developing is soft. Like, yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree. I think – well, that that's definitely not what people want to hear. It's it's sometimes it's not what about what they want to hear. It's what they need to hear. Right? I mean, the person they gave you know a a five percent increase to or whatever, that person probably put in five percent more work. You you can't just be expecting people to live in this like bureaucracy where they're just giving money out to people they like. You got to hope from a business standpoint they are valuing those employees that are going to make them and the company the most money. Right. Yeah, and that's where they give the raises to. So if you're if you're doing your job at maintenance mode, let's say, why would I give you an increase? I'm already paying you to do that job. You know, like that's how I would look at it. if I was a manager. I'm not, but yeah, I, there there seems to be a little bit of a entitlement factor to the fact that like, oh, I've done this job. I've been doing a good job at this. For a year, like why? Why don't I get a like a fifteen percent raise? You don't deserve one. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. But yeah, and I think it's important to look at things in a percentage terms as well. If I, especially if we're talking raises here, um, that's a that's another piece of the equation that needs to be. Uh, what do you mean? I I just I it seems like people might not look at it in a percentage terms like they only see a dollar number and what's it that depends on what the communication is too i mean what's that dollar figure mean for sal i mean i told you the other day like salary to me or like talking about raises or promotions it just shows how much my company or my managers care about me like i i don't i mean what does a hundred grand look like to me like I, I don't know really what that means in terms of like my life i don't really care you know yeah that's just not it's more of just what that means in terms of my company showing that they care about me you know yeah so 
Yeah, it's a great way to take it. What what else do you want to talk about with delayed gratification? What do you what do you think the problem is out there with delayed gratification? I think Why do you think there's a <laughs> there might be an issue with it right now? I think you're right, dude. We grew up in the system where it's like, "Oh, you studied 6 hours for this exam, here's your A." Or you know, you worked your ass off in this off season. Here's this captain position. I mean, not that those things aren't great. I just don't think that's the way the working world works. When you start a company, you're not going to be typically successful overnight. It's going to be three years, five years. You're going to fail a shit ton. And I think the same thing goes with the working world. Um, when you're in a corporate environment, you're probably going to fail a ton, bro. You, you And those falls might not be as heavy because you're in a corporate environment that has some structure around it. But again, that'll happen. And you got to realize that if you're in in a career for a long time and can see yourself doing what you're doing, there's a long term trajectory you got to keep in mind. Like it's you're not going to become the top salesman in a company overnight if you've never done it before. I mean, maybe you will, but that's again you can't you can't base yourself on the exceptions, right? You got to base yourself on the the like general rule is that yeah, but everyone thinks they're exception, dude. I'm the exception. I'm special. <laughs> uh, good. I mean, if you are, congratulations. I don't. I don't think I'm the exception. I don't think. I mean, you might be in certain circumstances, dude. But I, I would say I, I. I don't think there's anything unique about me. I don't think there's anything different about me. Um, so I, I try and place my belief in that. You know, I'm the rule that I got to put in work, time, effort to get to that next level, and I don't think it's going to come overnight. You know, I, I, I well, don't. yeah, I was, jo- I was joking. I was just like, you, t- you just told everyone you're the exception. Oh so my everyone's gosh, like, Damn, I was, that was me. Heart, I was me being sarcastic. Anyone didn't understand that, but yeah, I think you bring up a good point. It's yeah, you work like the rule, and you'll be the exception. Great point. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a boom, done, boom. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough topic. It's a tough topic. But I mean, maybe shout out to the parents out there that didn't give their kids, you know, when the kids wanted the toy, they made them work for the toy, right? Or they made them mow a lawn for the toy, you know, like shout out to the parents that did that. You know, maybe it's a a parental thing where it's like, oh, I'll just buy this for you, right? You're taught that instant gratification at a young age, but like the reality is when you turn 20 or 18 or you get into this workforce, like... Dude, you got to put it in. You got to invest the time, energy, and it'll come. It won't come in a day, six months, a year. It'll come in two, three, four, five years. Like one, the, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got. You got to think of your career in like three, like three-year increments. Like there's so much you're gonna learn that maybe you can't even conceptualize right now, but. You, you really do got to take that longer term approach. And that he checked me like when I was a year into the job and he was one of the top 10 highest people at my company. Three year increments. That's good. That's a good piece of advice. I like that. Three is a good number. I don't know why it sounds good. It sounds great to me. It's a, I mean, cause five sounds long to people, but when you look back two and a half years, three years, it's not. And a lot of things can change, man. Like you have no idea when you're in a company, what can change, you know, in, look at 2020 for example dude you yeah. have no idea what could have come down the line and how your how your career path could change in three years yeah i i couldn't agree with you more man it's uh it's cool to see you progress man thank you bro you get that gratification brother i mean i check myself you know i try and enjoy it and then 
there's always more I want, dude. Like, I, I'm not going to, like, rest on my laurels. Is that a quote? Rest yeah. on the laurels? Yeah. I don't know, oh what, I don't know what laurels Butchered. are. Butchered. <laughs> that's, that's an old-time quote. Is it? Resting on your laurels. Yeah. So, you, you got to appreciate it. I think that's one thing with us. Like, when we talk about the late gratification, it's fucking really hard to, like, enjoy those good times, for me, at least. But... That's something I deal with. I, sh- I struggle with, I think. Yeah, I think that's like m- uh, most people who are trying to progress quickly in, in their careers and in their lives is uh, is trying to stop and smell the roses for like a s- half a second. <laughs> Dude, yeah. it was it, it's hard, man. I, I don't know. If, I don't think I'm even close to the right balance of that. No, me either. Yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm just absolutely atrocious at it, so... Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. I think it's just a learning process. Find out how long you should stay in that, you know, mode of being grateful. I mean, you should always be grateful, but, you know, staying in that mindset of, dude, you've accomplished a lot, you know? Like, it's... Yeah, when people say, if say people say that to me or people have ever complimented me, I, like, my skin crawls and I have to run away. You just did it to me, bro, and I yeah. was like, oh, my God, <laughs> oh my I'm not God. even close to where I want to go. Yeah, 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 but it's still cool. I mean, yeah, it's so much easier to be on the other side, like mm. the, the giving side. The receiving side is a – you got to practice. <laughs> you do have to practice it, but I'm – dude, I, I'm all for, you know, my mindset, at least at this age right now, being on, you know, there's always more I can do. I, I don't really ever – and I rarely want to get into the mindset, again, just being how young and how much stuff I don't know um, and how much additional stuff I have to learn, whether it be in the workforce, fitness. I never want to tell myself I've made it, you know? Like, I'd rather be on the other side just like, dude, I need more. Yeah, so what what final piece of advice would you give to that kid who just graduated college is six months in their career and doesn't understand why they're not the CEO yet? Damn. Uh, what would I give? What advice? Hmm. I would say, dude, do everything in your power to get to become CEO, but realize that path isn't going to happen overnight. Um, there's some Gary Vee quote out there, and I'm going to pull it up because I think it does kind of encapsulate this conversation very well. So let me pull it up. Well, I mean, the CEO is a, a, that was me being sarcastic. Like, is six months into their job and doesn't understand why they haven't gotten a promotion or a salary raise yet. Maybe that's better. That's okay, this is Gary. This it doesn't is, seem like you're picking up on my sarcastic vibes right now. So let me just lay it out to you. I, I get it. I, this is <laughs> this is what I would say because this is one of the quotes I think about pretty frequently. It's like macro patience, micro speed. So that's what I would say. Do everything you can, bro, on a day to day basis to achieve that promotion in six months faster than the the faster than any employee that's come through your company. But if you don't hit it. Try and figure out why you didn't hit it and continue to take micro speed to, you know, achieve it in eight months. I don't know. Just continue to check yourself. Think, yeah. Dude, things don't happen in the corporate world in six months. That's just not the reality. Like, that does not happen. Yeah. A year. A year, dude. Like, yeah. I always try to think, think about your goals that you want to accomplish in a year or within the year and try to accomplish them in six months. And realize that you can do everything right there. And and this is the reality of being yeah, like in working. It's like you can do everything right and still not be in the right place at the right time and kind of get passed up on an opportunity. You can do everything right and 
nothing like it, it doesn't go your way that's, that's just the reality point. of the situation so you just got to continue to chug on chug along and i would say if people can't handle that there are other factors at play in the corporate environment go start your own shit man because that's the reality of the world you yeah. live in, in the corporate environment yeah i mean more power to you if start your own company if this if that's not yeah i, I agree with you Go for it. Or maybe you weren't doing all the things you needed to do. I, yeah, I mean, it's have hard that. to look at yourself in the mirror and say that to yourself, though. I don't. People don't want to do that. People don't want to look at themselves and say, oh, I didn't do everything I could do. Yeah. In the reality of the situation, most of the time, it's that is the that's the aspect. Like, that's the piece of the puzzle that's missing. It's like, oh, you think you deserve the promotion, but did you do everything you could have done to... That's what I'm saying there. when you asked me about the salary raise. And that's one of the best things I learned, dude, when I was first getting into the – so if someone asked me what I, would, what I would do, I would just tell them to go read Extreme Ownership, honestly. That's the first book I read when I got into the workforce, and I, I would argue that's that changed my place. life. That's a great place to start. Uh, dude, like – One of the best books out there. If you didn't get the salary increase, what could you have done? What is – in your control that you could have changed that's the only way to get better if you look at external circumstances dude you'll never better yourself doing that you know it's not your manager it's not your company it's something you did yeah and i call my i've called myself blaming other people sometimes and like if you're starting to blame other people that's just absolutely that's a recipe for a disaster it's like check yourself if you start to do that you start to think it's somebody else's fault that's not the reality of the situation is it's, it's definitely not it's all on you at the and, end of the day. even if it is to a tenth of a degree, there's going to be no benefit in you putting value there. Like you are not going to well, yeah, that's outside, yourself. Yeah, you, outside of your control. Exactly. Can't do anything about it. Done. That's done and done. That's a wrap. Chop it up. Um, <laughs> we'll end it there. Dude, you got a call, man. I do got a call. We were busy on Christmas Eve, but maybe people can like subscribe respond to my instagram post if <laughs> yeah. they want to hear any topics shout out to colton's instagram post Jeez, louise dude i'm still a little bitter about that a little no, salty no. no man it's it's a holiday time of the year man people are just humming around i wouldn't take it personally. well maybe if someone said like hey talk about a recipe we could give them some recipes some holiday recipes recipes that's where you're going i don't that's know that's what you're bro. transitioning oh, to you're right that's it. unbelievable oh, we should stop this two uh, yeah. minutes <laughs> you just cut it off peace <laughs>